1: This is a CBC Podcast.
0: Hello, everybody. Jeremy here uh, from Sick Boy Podcast of the Antica Podcast Network. And uh, before we throw it to this week's episode, um, I just wanted to take a moment to announce how flippin' excited we are that next week is our 100th episode now, we've kind of, you know, we've been talking about it for uh, a number of weeks. Are we going to do something interesting or something new or something fun for, for the 100th episode, something special? Um, but I think we're just going to throw it out there as an episode like it normally would be. We might have a little preamble, you know, before we throw it to the conversation. But the conversation that we are going to have next week... Is uh, It's a pretty special one, and it's it, it, in its own right, is kind of unique for Sick Boy. We, we dive into some territory that uh, we definitely have never, never gone before. Um, so I'm really excited for all of you to hear it. But before we get to uh, that 100th episode, I would like to ask all of you a favor. If you are listening to this today, uh, whether you've been listening to us from day one or this is the very first time you've listened... Uh, I would ask that at some point throughout the week, this week, go on out into the world and tell five people in your life about Sick Boy. Tell them uh, why you listen. Tell them what the podcast means to you. Uh, and tell them that our 100th episode is coming up and it's going to be a doozy. And I don't know, let's just see how that plays out. <laughs> Hopefully uh, it just helps us, you know, find that many more people to join this little fun-loving community we've we've cultivated here. All right, without further ado, I want to throw it to this week's episode. I'm so friggin' stoked that this episode happened. Uh, we sit down with uh, Josh, the front man, the, the lead singer, the, the guitarist of The Hypochondriacs. If you're not familiar with The Hypochondriacs, go check them out right now. And uh, at the very end of today's episode, listen through to the very end, because we're going to play the episode out with uh, their latest single, And I know that you will absolutely love it. Um, I think that's it. Stop fucking talking, Jer. Throw it to the episode. Here we go. Enjoy. Love each and every one of you. Mwah! Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Josh. He's the front man for the hypochondriacs. And, oddly enough, he is a hypochondriac. Let's talk about it. So well, let's get right down to brass tacks. We are here in Fredericton, Nova Nova Scotia, Fredericton, New Brunswick. Uh, It is Canada Day, (laughs) so huge day, big day, and it's a pretty messed up day. It's a pretty messed up day. It is, uh, and a lot of people are kind of angry about it, um, or very angry about it. But Mm. I haven't even noticed Canada Day going on because we are in a hotel for an anime convention
2: in Fredericton. It has been. Very interesting to say the least, dude. dude it,
3: what's the beer situation like in here right now? Can I pour myself? Yeah, up? yeah, go go Sorry grab. Yeah, you, no, no, go grab a beer.
2: Pour um, me, pour this me one's,
4: one's a uh, a blonde, and then this one's the IPA. Yeah, Ooh, dude. Yeah.
3: Last night I had the the blonde mixed with the best bitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ex wife. The ex wife. Yeah, that's yeah. a good yeah. name. <laughs> it's good.
2: We also uh, have good head. Uh, so <laughs> pour so me a blonde, Bry.
0: We're at a we're at an anime convention, and it, basically it's a cosplay convention. We were invited here to do a couple of. Um, Uh, panels and some talks about like podcasting and, and turning passion into a project and stuff. Um, But we didn't realize how fucking hardcore the cosplay scene was here. And Holy shit. Do we stick out like sore thumbs?
2: Yeah, we do. And there's also a lot of shy people, and we're not very shy, so that also is striking me. It's really it's fun. I'm having a really great time. When you ask somebody a question, they kind of look down. Mm. um, They're not really sure what to say at first. They give you kind of a a, a hushed answer, and then you say, okay, thank you.
4: It's kind of the magic of the whole thing, though, because these people, that's how they are. But this is like the one weekend of the year where they can like fucking dress how they want, and and nobody's like... Yeah. Everyone's like sick. <laughs> so so last night, I, okay, so we should we should introduce
0: Josh. Uh Josh uh, is it Bravener? Bra- Bravener? Bravener. Spell
1: Bravener. Okay, Bravener. Bra- three syllables. So yeah.
0: Josh Bravener of uh, of the hypochondriacs. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into that. We'll yeah, uh, get into in, it. in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but um uh well, last night we, we so we're doing this thing and we're like trying to take in some of the panels and stuff. We're like we're here, we might as well go to a panel or two. Right. And we stumbled into a Hente Panel oh, slash sex mm. ed, ed class, sex ed for they people. Show the- oh, we were watching some hardcore oh, yeah. hentai porn. Sick, and then uh, and then the guy pulled out some handcuffs and was like talking about the, these great handcuffs to use. And then he was showing all the guys in the audience like all of the sensitive spots on a lady, <laughs> not her vagina, not her breasts, but her neck, her
2: neck, and, her and feet. the back of her leg. And yeah. the, the interesting thing was is that they he wasn't. I mean, I'm not I'm not walking around here assuming everyone's a virgin because I think that that's just mean. But this guy was speaking to everybody in the room as if it was like a grade nine (laughs) introduction to a woman's body, (laughs) like it was fucking insane. It was jaw dropping. You
4: knew that after that panel, like everyone ran back to their hotel rooms, like all right, we're doing this. That's
0: what I did. I went straight back to the room and jerked off. (laughs) Let me touch your neck. (laughs) Uh, So, Josh, you are your Fredericton uh, boy, born and raised, born and raised. Yeah. and uh, it's so sweet that we be, were able to do this. So I guess a little like quick, quick backstory. I was at a at a super uh, little hippie fest outside of Fredericton uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and I saw this. I, was, I did LSD for the first time and it was spectacular. Right. And in the middle of that very intense uh, experience, this band comes on the stage and they're called the hypochondriacs and they throw down this like Bitchin' rockabilly set, and of course you're the front man, and uh, this, it was a great set. Rocked it, thank you. Fucking nailed it, loved it. Thanks. Um, and then a couple days later, we're driving up to Fredericton. We know we're going to be coming here to do this convention, and we're like, hey, we might as well see if there's anybody who's applied in Fredericton to be on the show. And so Brian hops on the computer.
3: Dude, I just want to say it was my. It was all my idea. It was entirely my idea to come here and record. I was just like, it would be great to record with some guests in Fredericton. Let's see who we have in our in our. Form, <laughs> was that the idea? Roster. Was that
2: the way that it came into your head? It was yeah.
3: legitimately like that. Do you that. want to elaborate on that? Is yeah. there any more no, detail well, to that? You know how my brain works. It's kind of scattered. You know That story was going going,
0: was going places, and it k- took
3: an immediate halt. No, no, it's, it's no, we gonna gonna went back. going to it, keep going.
4: It just went back. No, no, yeah. it's
3: just It's just a pause <laughs> to just like... Pat myself on the back Some and praise. say, "Yeah, yeah um, exactly." Yeah. You know, yeah. because nobody else is going to do
0: it. Self praise so. is the only yeah. praise you know exactly, what they say. right? Yeah. So
3: anyway, it was all my idea. Carry on.
0: <laughs> no, no. Well, I was hoping you would take it take it from there, but sure, I got it. Uh, so Brian hopped on the computer and uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more time, and basically was going through the list of guests. From where? and uh, <laughs> uh, and and from Fredericton, okay. and uh, in and the Google it was in a Google Drive. <laughs> and he gives me a call, and he's like, "All right, so I see two uh, two guests here that we could record with that applied recently. Uh, one is this guy named Josh, and he's in the band called the Hypochondriacs. And I fucking I like had an immediate LSD flashback. I think." <laughs> Already, oh yeah, nice. <laughs> so I feel like it has to be years. So it's been great, <laughs> uh, but I was so excited. And uh, Brian explained that not only is your band called the Hypochondriacs, but yeah. you are indeed a hypochondriac to say the least.
2: Yeah, is yeah. that a coincidence that that's the band name, or no? I
4: named it. <laughs> yeah, no, I named the band. It was started as a joke actually, because me, uh, we used to have a fiddle player in the band, and he uh, he too was a hypochondriac. And we thought it was funny, and so like one show we went as Josh Bravner and the Hypochondriacs, and uh, then it kind of stuck. It's so a it catchy
2: good. name; it, it really makes. it rings well. Ooh,
4: Dude, I didn't so the hydroponics. Some people call us <laughs> mm. <laughs> that. That
3: works too. <laughs> yeah, uh, hydroponics. So <laughs> my
4: my understanding
3: of like sunfires of, of like <laughs> or my relation to the word uh, hypochondriac is like is like if I'm feeling like I. All of a sudden, have the symptoms of a a disease, right? And I say, "Oh, I think I have that." (laughs) Then I refer to myself as a hypochondriac, right? But is it like a diagnosed illness or Mm. or disorder? Or I was never like
4: diagnosed. But uh, um, to give a backstory, so when I was a child, um, I was laying in my mother's bed, and it was my birthday, and so I was surrounded by my family, and I was having a panic attack. I've had panic attacks my entire life, and I ended up barfing in my parents' bed. Threw up all over my parents' bed and everyone laughed at me. Barfing's pretty fucking funny. It is. For the most part. But This sounds sad. I well it yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> you say that now. And then wait, I was traumatized. And like from oh. that moment on I was like, I'm never gonna fucking barf again. And so like I've always had this like insane fear of like any illness at, oh, the, wow. at that point. So like I would like oh, I just wow. would, like no fuck it. I'm not, I'm not I'm not getting sick. So can
3: you like pinpoint that moment to like
2: like all of this all of it so it's a fear of wow. an illness causing vomiting well or, uh, yeah.
4: uh, just like so, any yeah yeah vom- exactly the, because I most people saying. with like that are hypochondriacs um for the most part they're 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 really worried about you know like getting like cancer or, right dying or, or or like yeah als or something terrible right i'm like my stomach twinges and i have a full-blown fucking panic attack
2: wow so
0: is it that you think it's the worst case scenario all the time,
4: yeah. So, so it's like, like it, so basically, before every time I play a show, you know, you feel like you're going to puke because you're nervous. Yeah, I, f- I, I freak out.
2: So is it, so, so I'm assuming that there's, it's gotta be, I mean, you know, if it is like to Brian's question, if it is a diagnosable thing, which I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Do you, it, like, can you be diagnosed? Can you see a psychologist and they say, oh, definitely, oh, you're well, a hypochondriac well, and, yeah, yeah. and this is I'd caused by so. like anxiety. Yeah. About like anxiety something?
4: I'd say is like the big picture for me <clears throat> right. when it was like, well, it's basically like anxiety, which turned into like obsessive compulsive disorder, which kind of. I just kind of say that. Well, anytime anybody's like, "Ooh, I feel like I'm coming down with something," immediately like my fucking joints start aching, and like I'm like, "Oh," and like wow. I'm like, getting a fever, and I'm like, "That's it, I'm sick now." How frequently Wild. is that? Yeah, every day. R- really? Pretty much. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I always thought that hypochondria was like the the person who just thinks that they have everything. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but I guess I, I'm just so you were just asking Tay if it's like diagnosable, and I was like, well, I might as well Google it here. Uh, hypochondriasis also known as hypochondria, health anxiety, or illness anxiety disorder. So it's clearly a, a you know a, disorder. It's a thing. I think it's a thing that you can be diagnosed you can with. You <laughs> catch. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> refers to worry about having a serious illness. So this debilitating <clears> condition <throat> is the result of inaccurate perception of the condition of the body or mind despite the absence of an actual medical diagnosis so like it's not that you and maybe it is for some people but for you josh it's not that you think you have everything all the time no it's not like you sniffle and you go oh god i've got nose cancer it's that you you feel something in your body and you start to get anxious about it
4: yeah and i'm like uh yeah yeah exactly right and it gives me anxiety i wonder if
2: i'm I wonder if I'm a hyperchondriac because I have the (laughs) exact opposite of that.
0: Dude. Okay. Listen to this. This is, I find this so fucked. So Josh, there was a couple of weeks ago or like maybe like a few months ago where Taylor at one day is at home and apparently has like, like the most debilitating stomach
2: pain Mm.
0: to the point where he's crippled up on the floor. And
2: did you shit or throw up? Uh, he it, it led yourself. to, a, it led to a poo, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't insane yeah, for, the, for the
0: story. You're just, you're, so he's blasting shit out yeah, of his ass. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mad pain and in, in, like incredible pain in his stomach. Yeah. It and was real bad. So, so bad. That, and this is actually true. So bad that you literally passed out.
2: Yeah. And well, then I fell asleep. Yeah.
3: <sighs> aka passed the fuck out the story is like kind of good but then on then Taylor's commentary is making it kind of shitty
0: so you pass out but then you wake up and it was gone and you were like "Eh, well I guess
2: I won't get that checked but the whole whole thing of this is my rationale behind me being like oh it's fine I'm not sick because he goes you passed out and I go no I've I fell asleep. Right. That's my, that's my hyperchondrianism. hyperchondrianism <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Going, oh, that's all good. I, I don't
0: have See, that. To me, right. that's fucking crazy. I feel like any reasonable human being would be like, oh, I should go get that
4: checked. But for someone like Josh, that would be, I don't fuck with the doctor though. No? No? no. Oh, interesting. I hate it. Well, that just solidifies everything. I have this theory that like you can be completely fine. Then you go to the doctor one day and he's like, well, we right. found something, and then you're mm. dead two weeks later. If you never go, you'll never know, and then you'll be fine. Dude, I kind that, of see, relate to that. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah, I kind of relate to that, too. But because,
4: the thing is, like, I, like, I'm not worried about serious illnesses. I'm worried about the illnesses you get two and three times a year, maybe. Like a cold and a flu. Right? Oh, yeah. Because, like, the thing to me, it's, like, being, like, a musician and playing everything. It's, like, if you have to get on stage, and, like, I just fear, like, I'm going to barf on stage. Like That's Ooh. my biggest fear.
0: So at Folly Fest... Right, you're playing a mid. I'm not a musician, but I, I'm I'm assuming that uh, there's a difference between playing like a midday set to not a massive group of people versus yeah. playing like a, a night. You know, like tonight you're playing in Fredericton, it'll probably be a, like a packed house. Oh yeah. Um, when you were playing at Folly,
4: how how do how like what we how were you feeling? You know what, Folly Fest was actually oddly enough calm mm-hmm. for me for some reason. I think it's like. I don't know. I, pl- I played a show the day before. I was pretty nervous. For we did a tribute to the Last Waltz.
5: Mm.
0: Oh, were you? Pl- you were playing in that too? Yeah, that was also amazing. Yeah, yeah Jesus. Yeah. Not to blow smoke up your ass, but like, please do. As a performer, <laughs> as a as blow a pre- it, <laughs> blow it hard. <laughs> as a trained trained performer. Right. Um, the reason why I love, and we were talking about this the other day, are you, do you know Ben Kaplan? Are you familiar with Ben? Yeah, I know work? Ben.
4: We're, we are, we are definitely acquainted. We've yeah. hung out a few times. Okay.
0: So, so when I watch Ben Kaplan, right. I am, and I would, I would probably never really listen to Ben Kaplan at home when yeah. I'm just like throwing on a, a record or something. Cool. But yeah. when I watch him perform, I am like totally enamored because he is so theatrical and he's such yeah. a like natural born performer. Right. And I felt the same thing about when you guys were playing, is, like, you guys Shucks. just, like, prof- <laughs> you, you guys really know how to hold the stage and, like, really captivate an audience. Thanks. And that whole thing of, of cr- like, crippling anxiety or, you know, this hypochondria or just, like, totally freaking out was not present at all. Like, it, it just doesn't it doesn't <laughs> register as an audience member, so, I mean... I get that Kudos a lot that. because
4: usually when I'm when I'm anxious, like my outlet is to um, we get that fight or flight met that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a I'm a fighter. I need to run. So if I'm on stage and I'm feeling anxious, I just fucking dance around and you know expel all my energy, mm-hmm. right? Because if you exhaust yourself, then <coughs> right. You well, they say stage, that exercise
2: is like one of the. I mean, exercise of any sort, whether that's jumping around with a guitar in your hand, dancing around, or whatever it is, right. or running, or Anything that is like the best remedy for to get rid of like the symptoms of, of anxious, yeah, anxiety. yeah. I,
3: I kind of got diagnosed with the yeah. anxiety actually like six weeks ago and well, uh, the club yeah thanks man it's a good club to be a part of
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah.
3: but uh he's the, new, he's, so new. <laughs> he's new yeah we'll give, give it a I'm week i'm in the honeymoon <laughs> phase yeah. uh but uh but my doctor said to me um the two most important things are exercise and mindfulness and i have this whole idea behind um meditation and mindfulness just being uh and it's it's an idea that a, a former yoga teacher of mine passed down to me and he said meditation is a hundred percent involvement in what you're doing. Right. So I think of for me, that's, that's like playing sports. Um, if I'm on the the golf course and I'm just focused on playing that golf game, then that's a hundred percent involvement in what I'm doing and and not being a musician myself. I imagine that you playing is a hundred percent involvement. You just kind of have that ability to lose yourself. Yeah.
4: Well I did a mindfulness course. Cool. Uh, When my anxiety was really bad Because I ended up going on some prescription drugs at one point But before that I wanted to kind of cover all bases So I did do a mindfulness course And that's the good thing about mindfulness It's not so much like your stereotypical meditation Where you're like sitting there and awning I -hmm. guess Right. It's kind of like realizing the situation you're in And focusing on that situation Rather than focusing on either things that happened in the past Or things that happened Mm -hmm. Or that could happen
2: yeah, presence and um, something that I <clears throat> um, so we all we all teach yoga and um, something that I regularly talk to my students about mindfulness is that uh, being mindful is the buffer zone between uh, between uh, something happening and your reaction to yeah. that. So, so you know, we, oftentimes um, action and reaction are simultaneous, or right. or there's almost no buffer zone between it, and that the mi- mindfulness is being able to just squeeze some space in between those two things, so that exactly. your reaction is more mindful,
4: exactly, yeah, or more measured, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Can we can we go back a bit like so sure. um you know you were you were talking earlier about how you had this experience when you were a young kid and you you threw up and and from that moment on you you knew like okay i have this like anxiety surrounding getting sick Yeah. Um were you always an anxious kid? Uh no no well yeah.
4: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like when did anxiety
0: become a
4: thing?
2: Well, when you? i was
4: really young i Actually, was an Elvis impersonator. There. No, oh,
2: that's great. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is cool uh, guy. <laughs> what, what, so what era? What era of Elvis? I
4: was so uh, I was in like a nineteen fifties. Okay, kidding. I was a big nineteen fifties Elvis fan because I was a kid. And, and well, what happened was my dad was an Elvis impersonator slash minister, <laughs> and
0: <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. That's yeah, that story. we could
4: yeah we could yeah it's a whole we could talk for hours on that. And uh, anyway, so I wanted to do it. For some reason, I thought, like, that's what I want to do. So we went out to, like, some thrift store, and I bought myself, like, a, a, a just a tuxedo, because Elvis would wear suits kind of thing, mm-hmm. so do stuff in the 1950s. <laughs> and I started performing as little Elvis. And I think, like, one of the first panic attacks I can remember, and this is, like, but this one is kind of, like, totally rational panic attack. I was getting up. There's a huge Elvis festival in Collingwood, Ontario. Oh, get out of here. Yeah.
2: No. I'm Did you here. know about this <laughs> No, I will not leave. Chelsea's
3: from Cornwall. Oh, Cornwall! You always say Collingwood. Ah. right? Sure. Yeah. So,
4: um, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, Collingwood, Ontario. Huge Elvis festival, and on the Friday evening of this music festival, Elvis music festival, there's what they call the street dance, where they get every Elvis impersonator up. It's not judged, and you play on this ginormous stage to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Whoa. And this was one of my like I would like go around to like diners with my father or Legion right. and stuff, and I would get up and I was like a novelty like a child, like cute little yeah. And everyone's wife. like, <laughs> oh, put on, like, throw look on at a him. karaoke track and that's it. Yeah. yeah right. How old
2: are you at this time? Six. Whoa. Oh, real young. Six okay. years old. Are you wearing a little suit?
4: Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I got up and I remember being on the side of the stage, about to get in front of thousands of people, and I was I remember just popping tums because I thought I was going to barf because I was so nervous. And uh, that was like kind of the, one of the first panic attacks I can remember.
2: The original festival drug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <tons>. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, but no, it wasn't until like yeah that my eight. It was when I was eight. It was my eighth birthday that I really remember when I
3: p- right. So that's really like, young. Some people I go think. to
4: festivals and do acid. You were doing antacid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh
3: yeah. Well, look at it, that,
2: Bry. That's it. Wow, you were sitting on that. It went over well. I mean, it went well over did. really well, and yeah. I'm going to use that. Actually. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because me and my brother
4: <laughs> always bring antacids. To the
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always get the idea, actually, you know what? Every time I hear the word hypochondriac, I I revert to a, um, I used to watch, I've, I watched every episode of Scrubs, and uh there's there's a guy that has a recurring role in Scrubs who's the hypochondriac. And if you ever watch Spin City, he's kind of the goofy big guy who has the big lips. He's he has a really goofy voice. I don't know if you ever watched Scrubs or Spin City or anything. No, I never watched um, either of those. So uh he comes in, he's a recurring guy, and every time he comes in, um he you know, he comes in and says it's it's always the thing that's on the news. You know, like the Ebola, the, the SARS or, outbreak, or yeah, yeah. the SARS. yeah, exactly. You he know what? In. I
4: will say Ebola did freak me out a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one freaked me out a little
2: bit. Freaked out a lot of people. We've got
0: a line on a dude who has Ebola. We do. We yeah, do. yeah, we might be able to get him on the show. Whoa. Yeah, so, had had Ebola. He's he's doing real well now. I think. Yeah,
2: so, isn't
4: that
0: like super like need to be quarantined kind of? Thing? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. yeah and out, and it's I and wouldn't it's, fuck with that. one. And this <laughs> guy's cured
2: now. And it's kind of a it's kind of a d- a over now in the outbreak sense. But anyway, so this so this character he was this is like my pop culture v- um, vision of what a hypochondriac is someone who goes and annoys the doctor all the time. And you know they 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 basically he comes in every time until one day he comes in and they go. They go, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, for real, check this out. And then he ends up having cancer and it's a really sad story. But um, I I always get this pop culture view of somebody who has, who is a hypochondriac of like the guy who's annoying the doctor. He thinks that he has everything. He's afraid of big crowds. Like how much of that is horseshit? I know that you, I know that you said that the the doc thing is you don't see, you don't go go to doctors often,
4: but I have gone to my doctor and he knows he's very aware of my mental health state Mm -hmm. and the few times I have gone to the doctor thinking there's something wrong with me um he straight up maybe this is a bad thing to do but i've never been you know sick really so he kind of he would he'd like be i'd be like i think this is wrong with me and you go it's not Like, are you sure he's like i guarantee it he goes i could test you for it but i can guarantee you right now you're just (laughs) freaking out I was like,
2: okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, just leave. And, and that's then all I would leave. leave.
4: And then I would be like, I was like, no, oh, I guess I'm fine. And I'd like walk
2: down the hill and I'd be fine. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so you take it at face value and you just and and it kind of eases your.
4: Yeah, because it's all. Yeah, it's all. If a doctor's telling you you're fine, sometimes all you need to hear is kind of just.
2: Yeah, you're just you're looking for right. affirmation. Yeah, yeah.
4: How did your anxiety, um,
0: like, present itself, grow, like, growing into your your teens and like starting to like as you
4: aged? Well, kind of like so, I kind of subsided a little bit like when I was in middle school. So I was like in elementary school and it was really bad. And I had really bad anxiety. And then when I was in middle school, I kind of I was always afraid of getting sick. But I I don't really remember too many instances when that was a huge issue for me. Until I remember I was talking to, um, I think it was my father. He's like, look, if you don't want to get sick, just wash your hands. And that like triggered something in my brain that like uh. I like, I fucking wash my hands. Like there's I still to this day, like there's no tomorrow. And that's kind where of, the like, OCD kind starts of starts to come in. in. And then that kind of, it was fine. I would like wash my hands all the time, but I didn't really remember many panic attacks until I was in senior year in high school or grade 11. Grade 11 or 12, I was in high school, and I remember I was sitting in class, and all of a sudden, like, the tunnel vision kicked back in. uh, Well, actually, a few days prior to that happening, I was smoking weed with my girlfriend at the time. (laughs) This is actually a hilarious story. (laughs) I was, was like, an avid, like, skateboarder. I would smoke weed all the time kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were going – there was a little cafe in Fredericton called the Cedar Tree Cafe. It was tiny, this tiny little place, and there was a swing dance that night. In 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 the cafe and me and my girlfriend at the time, we were like, whatever, we're going to smoke a joint and go to this thing. So we smoked a joint and I got so high, like so stoned. This weed must have been great. Like <laughs> I got so stoned. And uh, I remember I was sitting. I was sitting in um, the the little restaurant and it was kind of like one of those movie moments where you feel like everyone's like looking at you. Oh. All, everyone's <laughs> eyes I, I know, know that, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like oh okay <laughs> this is kind of freaking me out and all of a sudden because I got freaked out by that my stomach like churned and I I know I lied to you that I stood up and the band was playing and I, I stand up and I go I I'm gonna puke and I fucking ran out of the, the cafe and I, I, I yeah and then my girlfriend came running after me she's like are you okay I was like, I'm gonna barf I'm gonna barf and I was like dry heaving I like pulled a muscle like in my throat dry heaving so hard so anyway, she walked me up to her house and like put on a movie, and I got in bed, and, and so I stopped smoking weed <laughs> after that. But it was after that moment that my the bad panic attack started kicking in again,
3: dude. So I have a, a, a really like burning I'm not question against about weed, this. But I, I mean, and yeah, I totally I totally understand. I went through that. a period
2: where it was like not good for my social atmosphere. Yeah. Um, sure.
3: I have a I have a really good friend um, who recently tried smoking weed within the last year, and for the uh, first time. Yeah, right. and and had basically pretty intense panic attacks triggered by by smoking weed, and had never or, had them, right? Yeah, and had had not really experienced them to the same extent. So, uh, for the next little while, um, she continued to have these like really intense panic attacks, and has since gone to see a psychologist and uh, and now a therapist, and things are starting to get better. But I've heard. Like I feel like I've heard a bunch of times growing I mean, I started smoking weed when I was probably around the same age, and I always really enjoyed it and felt like it it gave me like more of a clear headed perspective on on I did my too life. For and time as well. Yeah, well, I, that's the thing about
0: about the like the danger of marijuana is that it, for most people, it's totally fine. You can smoke a joint and be and and, go and to ex- work. experience yeah. a high and enjoy yeah. it, or even fucking work and yeah. be totally fine. Yeah. but for people who are susceptible to mental health issues like if you are like if there's like underlying anxiety in your life or you know you are you are sort of like j- hovering the line of bipolar and then you smoke a joint it could lead to a psychotic break or it could lead to right. a severe panic attack or, you know, whatever.
2: Like anything, like peanuts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
3: I've been sitting here actually for a lot of this time wondering, um, going back to the the talking about like preparing to go in, and perform in front of a group of people and right. having, like being nervous and feeling like a, it's about to trigger a panic attack. Is there anything you can do in that moment to, to prepare yourself or to like avoid
4: going into that state i i i have the benefit that i i play shows you know all the time right frequently so i can kind of talk myself down in the sense where it's you know i played a show yesterday and i felt the exact same way nothing bad happened and that will kind of like calm me down but usually for me it's like it's like this like really what most people would like just like be nervous before a show and everyone experiences some kind of sort of anxiety before a show, which is good.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: If I get on stage and I'm not nervous, I, I won't play well. So nervousness is like one thing, but it, uh, but sometimes it's like, yeah, a debilitating panic attack. And sometimes you get on stage and it will go away, and you kind of have to trust that it will. But you, but sometimes, rarely, but oca- occasionally you get on stage and it, and it doesn't, and it, it hinders mm-hmm. the whole performance.
3: Have you had any crazy <clears> moments <throat> when it's gotten like way too intense?
4: Um, Not, not crazy, but I, I do, I've like... Uh I last there's an event. Oh, so it was the Tragically Hips last concert, Fredericton put on this huge thing mm. and the hypochondriacs played. And I don't really do well on boats. <laughs> and before that show I had to take a ferry from and Ann back to Fredericton, which gave me a huge panic attack. And um I was kind of like just like exhausted mentally. And so I got on stage and I was like still super anxious. And it just like, I it, I just sucked. I just played terribly. I remember my brother mm-hmm. being really pissed at me. Cause I just like, I couldn't like every time I go to sing, I felt like I was going to puke. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, "What?" Well, I was like, fuck this. So I would just like step back and I would just like play guitar solos. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that sucked. And then the only other time that it, I usually like every show, it helps me if I have an escape plan. So venues that I can kind of like, jump out of if i have to barf i can just kind of open the door and puke that's Mm. good those are good venues
0: is that an often yeah yeah, does that occur a lot the the throwing up
4: do i throw up often yeah i've thrown up uh, i've had the flu like a stomach flu that i've barfed once in the past 16 years
3: wow you just like try to avoid it i
4: never puke either just
0: always going i better not puke i better not puke now yeah well don't puke today
4: but yet you just don't i don't I don't hmm. puke, which is funny because I, I think I, my my hmm. I, my brain at some point should be like, "Well, you don't, you're not, yeah. you're not one of those people that's susceptible to barf." Yeah, beer. right. And because like, I've I've had this, like I've puked, you know, it was like in a night, whatever, like three or four times, like one time yeah. in the past, like sixteen years that it, it's been
0: a thing. Dude, I love throwing up. I, I actually like it I, was, it, but that's the thing. I love as it. soon
4: as I barfed, though. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I was fine. You feel like a million bucks? Oh, I was like, my anxiety was yeah. gone. It was a flu, so it still sucked. I still felt like shit. Yeah. But yeah. like, the anxiety behind it was gone. And then, because, well, this is the fucking shitty story. I was in a hotel room. I was working for a company that, it was an acting company. And we would go around schools in New Brunswick and we would put on plays. And we would also, we would like often get a hotel room. And it was three guys, so we would split one hotel room. And there wasn't enough room on the floor for a cot, so I was sharing a bed with my friend. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, "Ooh, I don't feel good." So I was like, "Whatever, it might be nothing." So I went outside, walked around, and I was not fine. I was like, "That something's seriously wrong." So uh, I went back up to the hotel room and I went and laid down. And then all of a sudden, like that, like I like gagged and I barfed in my mouth. And I was like, "Holy shit!" and I ran outside because that was like my fight or flight. Yeah, <laughs> get out, get <laughs> out. Yeah, ran and I barfed outside for like an hour. Whoa! Oh wow! And then I was like okay, I'm fine. And then like, I kind of went upstairs and I like laid in bed and I was like not nervous anymore. And I got up and hmm. barfed a few more times and then I wasn't yeah. nervous for that, you know, rest yeah. of the time. But. I, so, I, I love it. Like
0: I, so little random story about, about barfing and like really embracing the barf. Uh, the, this, this past weekend, I was... At Folly Fest. Uh Not, not at the Folly Fest. So, <laughs> so actually, no, it wasn't this weekend. It was this past week. Uh, right after Folly Fest, I went to PEI and um, I was staying in this apartment with, uh, my girlfriend was with me, and I got super drunky poo. And she wasn't very, she was like, she was drunk, but she didn't like drink as nearly as much as I did. Right. I stayed up very late with a, a friend of mine, and, and we drank way too much bourbon. And so I go up to the room, and I'm like, I'm, I'm throwing up tonight, 100%. Like, if I, as soon as I close my eyes, I'm getting the spindle, I'm going to puke. And so Becca is is laying in the bed, and I wake her up. Now, oddly enough, she's feeling weird in her stomach because of the of what she ate that night. We were out at the bar. So she's like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. But she starts, like, crying because she hates throwing up so much. That's me. And, and I'm like, I'm going, and I'm also hammered. You should love this. I'm super drunk, and I'm going, but baby... It's so good, baby. It's so good. We can do it together. We'll do, we'll do this together. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, like, I really hate it. I'm like, no, no, it's going to be no, Just she's, follow my lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I literally take her by the hand. Bring her oh, to I the thought you were going to buy
2: the hair.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I take her out
0: of bed. I
2: take her by
0: the hand to the bathroom, and I set up a bucket next to the toilet. And then I I just like. Were you like, the gentleman who took the bucket? I co- yeah, I took the bucket, oh, and okay. I coaxed her. And I would throw up to Stop make moving her. moving your throw hand up. like that. Yeah, I was rubbing her back, and I and I coaxed her to throw up by throwing up, and it made it. And she afterwards, she was like, "That was actually like one of the sweetest things that anyone's ever done," and it actually made it so much easier for me to throw up. So I think the cure, Josh. Is just get a
3: boyfriend <laughs> who will throw up with you. That you're man. Right. You're right. I'm just saying that would be the worst kiss ever. <laughs> the two of you afterwards. <laughs> oh,
2: dude, nasty. Yeah, wouldn't don't it even be go bad. there. Yeah. But would it be
4: because <laughs> you're
3: both barfy? That's right. Mm. That's right. I
4: guess Right. It's, I guess it's not as bad if just one of you. Might, are, be, right? might be. Because I have many else. friends that have like kissed people who have just barfed.
3: Mm.
2: I I've never did.
0: heard like, anything <laughs> terrible. About is it. That, yeah. Is that a big thing? Is that a big thing in Fredericton? <laughs> it's huge here. <laughs> yeah, it's I really did that once.
2: Thing. I did that once when I was uh, when I was a young lad.
1: Ever you got your podcasts.
0: One thing, Josh, that you it was said was really gross. <laughs> you, you, during the the hip show, your bro your bro got kind of pissed off at you because you were playing shittily because of your anxiety. Right? Um, has it? You know, I know that like the three of us, I, we're not a band, but it, we're kind of like a band. You know, like we travel around and we do the show, and and we spend like a lot of. It's a relationship. T- yeah, it's a relationship. And sometimes, like, when we spend a lot of time together, we can, like, really get on each other's nerves and, yeah, and those kinds of things. Um, no. But I know that, I know <laughs> that my, like, m- shit that I deal with, my, with my CF never really, like, is the, the root cause of, of those, like, frustrations. Right. Um, I don't think it ever has been. I, I don't think it, it ever has
3: been either. Uh, also, asterisks, it is a physical illness. And, right. And, th- this would be classified as a mental illness, exactly. Which right. there's a
0: huge difference there, and I find that mental illness is one of those things that people can get very people who are not suffering from it can get very frustrated and and annoyed. Right.
4: Yeah, by it. Aaron, uh, my brother does suffer from mental illness, though, Right. so he understands. But I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not that he was like super pissed at me or anything, but we just played bad. And yeah, he was just like. You know, it's it's there's that sense of embarrassment. He wasn't like didn't like Well
0: my my question was gonna be has has the intensity of your anxiety or your hypochondria or your O C D ever became an issue? Has it ever become an issue with the 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 band itself?
4: Yeah, well I mean there's been times where like I've been like like sworn to myself like I can't fucking get on stage. There's no mm. way I can do it. There's no way I can do it. I can't do it, I'm freaking out, and the band's like, Well, we're here you're the frontman you and so yeah. without you we can't yeah yeah you have to and i'm like but i can't do it and they're like well too bad and that's frustrating for them but mm. also the band like we've been playing together forever like so me me my brother we've known each other forever obviously <laughs> and then our bass player Jamie he's been like a part of like the family band kind of thing cuz so my dad plays music as well and uh, he used to play with my dad year, and, and Aaron years ago, like 10, 12 years ago now. So I've known Jamie. Jamie's like another brother to me. So those guys, like, they know. They know. They, they know, like, the like the little when I'm anxious without me telling. They
0: just. Like the nuances of your. Yeah. yeah.
4: So with them, it's not. It's not. It's never They never get frustrated. They're, mm. they're pretty understanding. Cause like I said, Aaron also suffers from his own mental illness issues. Which have kind of been lately turning into like a hypochondriac thing as well, like like a fear of germs and getting sick. I'm like, no, please, don't (laughs) Don't join me, because Aaron's a puker too. Aaron, like Aaron, is that guy that like if he gets a few beers in him and he's like, "Mm, I could puke, he will. Mm. (laughs) But there was like when we were like, there was like this norovirus going around, and him and I were like. Locked us, her- we lived together at this point, and we like locked ourselves in our apartment. We <laughs> wouldn't fucking leave. And like, we were terrified. We couldn't eat, and we were like always shaking, so nervous. Like, that's the extent it can get. Crazy. Yeah. Cause I remember, uh, yeah, we would like be out, and then, like, if we ever heard of our friend getting the neurovirus, like, I remember Aaron coming into the bathroom, You're like, shaking. we're no longer friends. And Aaron yeah. came out of the bathroom shaking. He's like, I just read a status from a friend, and she said she has the neurovirus, and I was with her last night, and I'm, I'm now, I'm going to get it. And he was freaking out and he's like, I feel sick. He's like, I can't stop using the bathroom. And like Wow. Yeah. Man. And I'm like, don't you start as well. <laughs> There's no I'm room in this apartment this for This both is of my us. thing.
2: Have you ever have you ever done the, have you ever done like a bit uh with the band where you go out on stage and somebody's like Hey everybody, um, we're the Hypochondriacs, and uh, sorry, but our frontman Josh uh, isn't going to make the show because he thinks he's coming down with something. Just fucking with you, one, two, three, four, and yeah, then yeah, I come yeah, out yeah, and like, and it, uh, <laughs> no, we've never done
4: that. But on New Year's Eve this year, I, I ended up getting this awful flu. And I messaged the guy who was booking the show, and I was like, dude, I'm super sick. And he's Ooh. going, <laughs> he's going, he's going, he's going, right. he's going, he looks yeah, at the, he of course the band you're name. Sick. I know. Well, no, he's a good friend of mine, and he goes, <clears throat> well, what's wrong with you? And I I said everything. <laughs> <laughs> I literally like had every flu symptom. I didn't barf, though. I tried. That's how desperate I was. And that's a big thing for me. Right. Right. I yeah. tried. I was. And, uh, I was like, I can't do it. And he's like, just just try. So I was like, all right. And I was in bed and I was shivering. I had sound check and what I'd load in was like early. I didn't I didn't go. I went on I was supposed to be on stage at like 10 30. I showed up at like ten twenty five. I got my band to like go with my amp earlier and plug it in and get mm. everything. And I plugged in my amp and I tried singing one song and my whole body was like giving out and it felt like I was gonna pass out. And I just said, Happy New Year. I missed the countdown. Everyone was mad about that because everyone came to see the band to do the countdown and said, I can't fucking do it. You
0: actually legit
4: just couldn't. Are you
2: ever getting like, are you ever getting phantom symptoms? Like, are you getting things that aren't actually happening to you, but your mind is like almost like a placebo kind of deal?
4: Definitely. I'm sure every time I get sick, it's
2: phantom. Well, (laughs) that's what's funny is like you're telling that story about,
0: about, you know, showing up super late and, and, and then actually like checking out the whole time you're telling that I was going now is this actually, is this actually, happening? actually happening like how's this gonna I was, end i was
4: i don't know i was sick for a whole month yeah i don't know what it was <laughs> me and my whole like family i don't know what it was
3: it's funny because i'm sitting here and like even when you say them like
4: but were you really i know, know. but i was like, yeah. this was the one time didn't but, say no, anything i, I didn't know i had to have,
2: be
1: quarantined
4: but i have <laughs> like like i said been like wanting to like not wanting to go on stage so i'm like I, I think i might you know i might i might be getting sick <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm what if i barf on stage what if i shit my pants have you ever shit your pants um, when I had that flu, I was just telling you about right. I shit my pants. Yeah, I kind not of not on stage. I kind of shit my pants. But that that night, that night, probably when I was trying to cancel the gig, I at some point in that evening. I put what
0: my pants. would it be like if you shit your pants? Would you like on stage with, or just in general in life? <laughs> I mean, what
2: you know, like <laughs> what else? <can laughs> like <right>? I mean, <laughs> I'd change my underwear. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably but take I mean, a shower. But, I, but
0: what I mean by that is, like, would you? uh, Would you? You know, unlike Taylor, Taylor probably go, "Mm, I'll take a shower and I won't look into it. If you shat your pants, would you would that just
4: be like I have mad irritable bowel syndrome?
2: Oh. oh, hello! What the fuck else
4: do you have? Come, Come on, do you really? I swear I'm I'm just, just kidding. kidding. that's horrible. Well, because it's all because it's all attached to the anxiety. Because my anxiety is based around right. things that go wrong with my stomach. Mm. So every time something goes wrong with my stomach, I get anxious about it. Now I'm in this spiral that I've just set. This I've just fucked up my gut. Yeah, so I'm like always pooping kind
2: of thing. You so if like, I shit you- my
4: pants, you'd be like, whatever. I I mean. It's bound to happen at some point. You
2: mean like your belly incites your anxiety, and then the anxiety goes back to your belly, yeah, and it's, it's kind of like this pong. vicious cycle. Yeah, a yeah. like pong
4: tournament from my brain to my stomach, and right? Freak out, and well, I get that
2: when I get excited about something, I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm really excited to do this, but I gotta sit down and go to the bathroom first. Yeah, yeah. I
4: mean, well, excitement and, and nervousness is like they're yeah, they're like they're one and the similar. same almost. Yeah. They're
2: just like pro- separated by a factor or two.
4: Yeah, I,
0: what's the worst panic attack? you've you've ever experienced
4: man i've had so many really bad panic attacks (laughs) that i could i don't even know if i can pinpoint one i can kind of like pinpoint like ones that happened recently but i'm trying to think of like the worst one i don't know they're like because they're all like they're all get just like bleed into the same thing like mm-hmm. your vision gets all tunnel-y and you feel like you're gonna barf and you're sweating and you feel like you're gonna pass out and but like when I was young they were really they were really really bad when I was young um I remember like recently like after quality block party in St. John I had a crazy bad panic attack I like woke up in the middle like in like, re- like 6 o'clock in the morning I would just gone to bed and I was just like same thing And I was like just started seeing this girl and I was staying at her house And I was like, oh, fuck, like, this is going to be embarrassing. She doesn't really know how to handle this situation. Mm. And I woke up and she's like, are you okay?" I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's (laughs) like, do you need anything? I was like, no, I'm just going to go outside for a cigarette. I went outside and I was like freaking out. She's like, do you need anything? I was like, no. And then she just left. And then she came back like an hour later and it was the. Best thing, because I hate when people try to help mm, people. right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, from- I hate when people try to help with panic attacks. I'm like, just leave me the fuck alone for twenty minutes. And I'll get over it. Yeah. From that the-
2: perspective, and and for I mean this <laughs> this this will be a little bit more for the listeners, but I, and I think I I think I told you guys about when we recorded we recorded an episode with a young woman not long ago, and um, the whole thing was around a few different things, and panic attacks were pretty central to the conversation, uh. and uh, directly afterwards, and she had. She had been talking about how how easily a panic attack can be triggered for her, and you know she rarely goes more than a week without having one. They're more frequently like, like a daily thing. And we were wrapping up the conversation. We had just turned off the mics, and she said, "Okay, so if you guys, you know, we talked a lot about panic attacks, uh, and you guys said you've you've never seen one, so buckle uh, up, buckle up, because it's uh, it's come it's it's happening." And we were like, "Whoa, right now!" And we had just spent like 30 or 40 minutes talking almost exclusively about them. And she goes, uh, yeah, well it's, it's not happening yet, but I can feel it. It's, it's going to happen shortly in the next few minutes. And we were like, Holy shit. Okay. Um, And we're going, we're in this kind of like, what can we do if anything, but approaching it from like our area of expertise, which is we know nothing. Tell us, do we do nothing? Do we help you? Can, is there anything to be done or do we just leave it? And we, and so Jeremy goes, um, he has a huge French massif Who's this like, just awesome. Like, like goofy dog. And, uh, and he's like, uh, do you think it would be? Uh, would you like to pet a dog? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Absolutely. Yes. Should, should we? Should we bring? It won't in? help, but Big B, Big, Big B, come in here, and Big yeah. B comes in, and she's like, "Oh, this is actually pretty nice." And, yeah. and, and and we're like, "Okay, that's great." So then, and I go, "Okay, can I drive you home?" Because she came to Jeremy's house to record the episode, and she had walked there. So I said, hey, "Can I drive you home?" She said, "No, no, no, that's okay." And then it got to the, and then Brian was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you don't need to drive home?" And then she, "No, it's okay." And then Jeremy was like, "Are you are you sure do you know how to drive? And I was like, "Guys, if we ask her one more time <laughs> if she needs to drive home, out. she's gonna <laughs> explode."
0: <clears throat> but at this point, the reason why, because I think we do have a pretty good gauge for that of of like going, "Okay, this person needs space, so just leave it alone." But I think the reason why we kept asking was because she was literally like just standing oh, she, there, yeah, not leaving and. F- physically shivering from head to toe. And so it was
2: like, well, I feel like we are obliged. Like, we we, we are totally obligated to drive Mm -hmm. her. But at that point one more prod in that direction yes. would have been bad. So we go, okay. She puts on her shoes. She walks out the door. She's outside Jeremy's place and the three of us are talking. We can see in the, pic- the picture window in Jeremy's <laughs> living room that she's just standing outside on the sidewalk. Which and she's sounds not going like
0: we're just, she went outside and, and is standing like all there. Three of and all three yeah. of us are at the window just like, <laughs> she's still there. Yeah. Just pointing at her.
2: <laughs> but but, I'm, but on, honestly, that was kind of like what it was. It was we, and co- I was because,
0: like, don't look. Just don't, like, don't look at because her. Because we were concerned.
2: Her... We were concerned for her. We were. And, and, so, and then we all circle up and we try not to look out the window, and and then we're, but we're talking to each other, and I and, and I go, she's she's still standing out there, she's not going. <laughs> and I am like looking over my shoulder, and you are like, no, don't don't look, don't yeah. look. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. look. <laughs> yeah. And then so maybe two or three minutes goes by. She walks back up to the house. Comes, like, she's coming. She's knocks coming. on the door, <laughs> and goes and goes. Actually, you know what? Can I take you up on that drive home? And I was like, of course. So, I we drive home. We get in the car, and I am like, okay, what can I do? Is there anything? Yeah. Do you want music? Do you want no music? Should I talk to you or should I not? And she's like, put on some music. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I have a sunroof. Do you want it open? Do you want it closed? Fresh air? <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> no, no. She's like, there's I'm not, too many I'm not. I'm not, bomb- I'm not bombarding. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm making questions. sure that these are they, these questions are spaced out. We start driving and uh, and she goes, uh, talk to me a little bit. And I go, okay. So I asked her a question. And she, she she literally goes, I have no idea what you just asked me. And I go, okay. And she's sitting That's there. the worst part. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't care if you know what I'm saying. I, you just told me to talk, so I'll just speak. Do you yeah. lose memory? Because she she messaged me the the next
0: day and was like, I actually don't remember anything from this point on. Well,
4: I, I would say it's less of... It's just the fact, going back to the whole mindfulness, is you're not present in the moment. It's not that you don't remember... Th- this happening it's but the thing is like you're here but you're you're totally thinking about something else mm. you can't you can't focus your brain on what's actually happening right for me anyway
0: it's the complete opposite of mindfulness yeah like, yeah the, exactly the Absolute so, opposite
4: i guess you could call it memory loss but for me i would more attribute it to like i was never paying attention to you in the first place right, right because right. Yeah, i'm so focused on for me um usually what's going through my head is like uh if i'm gonna barf where can i do it mm. i don't want these people to hear it where can i run off to you am i gonna barf if i do it's gonna be so embarrassing and you're shaking and you're trying so hard to like kind of like
5: mm-hmm. seem
4: fine but yeah. in your head this is like this whole thing's going on i've had job interviews that that's happened
0: did you feel nervous at all for this today like yeah. coming and hanging out with yeah. us yeah totally Tell us about that. Like what? Like you know, this was all very last minute, right? Like we yeah. we drove up here yesterday. Well, like I said, I, I called kind of you a, yesterday morning.
4: I kind of like a a a, a shit gut to begin with, and uh, if I smoke too many cigarettes or drink beer, usually that's what triggers it the night before. And I was playing a show last night, so I had a few beers, and I was I smoked a lot because I couldn't drink. I couldn't drink a lot, so I didn't. I don't know. I ended up smoking a lot of cigarettes.
0: Why couldn't you drink a lot? Because I was driving home.
4: Oh right, right. Yeah, so I, could, I only had like uh, two beers or something over the few hours I was there. Anyway, I ended, up, I ended up having some beers when I got home, and I woke up this morning because I have this like gut rot always. I make my stomach today has just been messed up. So like my in my head, I'm like thinking like, well, you know, am I going to be during this interview and mm. shit my pants? And, <laughs>
2: and, and, and is that is that like a worry of you're worrying about you or are you worrying about our perception of you? Oh no, it's totally selfish. Okay, I'm totally just worried about my own. Good, health that's good. Ooh. It's good to be selfish mm-hmm. because the other way around is silly.
4: I'm not worried about I'm not too worried about people's perception of me, I guess. Cuz I've like I like before shows like I'm pretty much like I, I can't I can't be bothered to talk to cuz I'm usually freaking out mm-hmm. and people take that as uh oh Josh, he's an he's an asshole. Right. I've got that a few times. He's like prince. Yeah, yeah.
0: Don't look at him or you're fired.
4: You know what? I I mean I would love to be like Prince. Yeah, but the thing is, right. like, I'm just like this dead. Like, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. So it's like people like take me as being this huge wiener. But the thing is, it's like I would love to sit around and like or like chill Ooh. before a show and like be like, I would love to come have a beer with you and sit with you and be Ooh, awesome. Yeah. I, I can't do that though. I'm I'm pacing. Yeah, I'm pacing around the bar. If there's a green room I'm there and if I have to be in the bar I'm usually outside. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm like I'm not nearly as intense as that, but I do get I do get like these guys can can yeah uh, can agree that I'm I I'm definitely the most anxious when it comes to like live shows and stuff and I don't I don't like being around people but once it's over yeah I'm like yeah yeah
5: woo,
4: just yeah, like can't yeah, stop. Yeah. yeah.
0: Can you par- like can you, you you so you don't smoke weed? No. Nah. Um uh but you're you like
4: to drink? I love to drink. Me too. That's the that's the thing because every time I feel anxious and I feel nervous and I feel nauseous, mm-hmm. I drink a beer, and then you just start burping, and then the alcohol kicks in, and you feel great. Yeah. Because usually yeah. with that that whole nauseous feeling for me, it's like this kind of like it's just like I feel like I just like it's either I'm going to barf or have a huge burp, and if I can coax that burp out with a little bit of carbon yeah. Monoxide, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Did, hear that? Can you
0: fuck with like psychedelics or anything like that? I
4: have t- I have dabbled in psychedelics and uh, didn't like it. No, nope. I mean it was fine. Yeah, but I would basically the only reason I did it Is because I was going to go live on some, this hippie farm in BC, and I was like, I better try some drugs first. Where where, where yeah. was this? That makes sense in Oyama, BC, <laughs> okay. between Kelowna and Vernon. Okay, okay. I was like, I to try some stuff with my friends first to make sure it's okay, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. and, and then if if it's not, I won't do it. Anyway, I did it with a few friends during Hurricane Arthur.
2: Even Whoa, just, we're not familiar. You're not familiar with Hurricane No. Hurricane? Are you familiar with Hurricane One? No. Well, there Whoa. you go.
0: Wait, what? You're from Fredericton. Didn't that hit Fredericton too? Guess not that bad. Let's
2: trade hurricanes. Hurricane,
4: hurricane Arthur was this... Okay. Hurricane Arthur was in the States, wasn't it? No, no. Dude, no, obviously no, no. not. We're this in Fredericton. Thing, this thing knocked a tree down on my parents' house and broke their roof. Oh, it was Whoa. here. Yeah. Was it oh, recent? Like last year? It would have been 2013. Okay. 2014, 2013, 2014. Anyway, is that it was that week? Arthur is such a dick. It was so funny because oh, we had no power. There was no power anywhere, at all. And I get a text from a friend of mine being like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Nothing." And I was like, "Why do you have power?" And he says, "No, but I got something better." I was like, "Oh, all right." I had no idea what it was. I would I had no idea what he could be talking about. <laughs> right. And better uh, than he of guitar." <laughs> <"Sandler's up your laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. And uh,
4: he was like. Uh, he's like do you want do you want to come over and i was like sure so he picked me up and him and his buddy picked me up and they had like this super like giddy they're like Ooh, like super excited i was like what's going on and they just pull out this big bag of mushrooms dude that's we're what i'm like these. with mushrooms too <laughs> we're, we're doing <laughs> these and i was like oh okay okay like yeah we're getting are we getting some other friends we're gonna do it uh it was me and mine and a few of my friends first time trying and they wanted they wanted to be a part of it like, oh right. that's exciting so we uh we go to the house and um me and my buddy Luke, we we go to Walmart, which was open, because uh, they had a bunch of generators, and we bought. Some. When is Walmart not open? Good question. Ever? It's
0: always open. Three hundred and sixty-six we days a year. Yeah.
4: and bought a bunch of batteries for this um, tape machine he had, and we bought the found the batteries and put a tape. We hit record and put it in the middle of the floor, and we all did mushrooms. Oh, you were that's amazing. oh nice. So we recorded. I've never heard the tape. Uh, anyway, I. I mean, it's not like it was a bad experience for me. I just remember I was sitting at an organ. I was like, "Ooh, I'm not really feeling anything yet," and all of a sudden, like, I was like, it was like that moment of like being completely sober to being like, <sighs> "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, here it is. And I remember <laughs> just turning around and I had that, that anxiety feeling. Totally. Dude, that, but yeah. like I
3: I get that, like the tightness. If I yeah. eat mushrooms and like, especially at this time, point like, in my life, in my
4: I was just coming off of Prozac and I was I, okay. I hadn't experienced a panic yeah. attack in months. So I was like, whatever. So I knew when that panic attack feeling hit, I was like, okay, this is just the drugs. I'm just going to r- relax and take a breath. Yeah. And I turned around and started playing organ. And then all of a sudden, we started like a guitar got passed around. And yeah. We laughing. We he had like a, a wood like a firewood stove that you could have like a glass door. And I remember looking at that and thinking that was really pretty. Then we made pizzas
2: in that little stove and then, well, that uh, sounds nice.
4: Yeah. And then, um, and then I went home and I was like, yeah, I could never do that again.
2: Right. Like yeah. it was okay. Yeah. Like it wasn't bad. It was just like yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, th- that's that feeling in your stomach. That's really common with, not only with psychedelics, but with anything that you put in your body that doesn't have an immediate effect. Like, so if you smoke a joint, it's pretty much like inhale, exhale, 10 seconds later, you're like, I feel high. Yeah. You eat a psych- you eat mushrooms, you eat a, brown- a weed brownie or something. And you're like, okay, I'm going to be exactly how I am for like 30 or 45 minutes or an hour. And then it'll happen. So yeah, it's like, well, thing you've, you've got that time
4: poisoning yourself. Yeah. 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 So the gut rot was real later that night, mm. but, um, it was it was fun. And then like I just wanted to I
2: wanted to try it. Yeah, well so it's a I it's a, it's a good thing to try. I mean but honestly, I'm point, a huge advocate my for it. For mental health.
4: I wouldn't I would like I've like microdosed is what they called it since where it's like you do you do barely none. Mm-hmm. 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 And then you kind of just get that like
2: Yeah. Yeah, like you're just happy and like fun. Yeah, you don't yeah.
4: Even feel stoned. Like you just kind of like everything is like, kind of nicer.
0: I'm super yeah. interested in microdosing uh LSD right now. I'm doing a lot of like reading on that. Yeah, I have a lot of friends
4: who well, I have a lot of friends who, not so much with LSD but a lot of friends with uh, mushrooms that take it, that do it. They think they do it like three or four times a week. Dude, micro dosing. Yeah, we got a friend anxiety. who does that. He doesn't do it say, for
2: anxiety, but and they he say just it really helps it.
4: because, like, they, you know, it's not something you need to continue doing, but it just helps you, kind of, re, like find ooh. that find that groove of feeling. Well, we got I a mean, we
2: got a friend who doesn't who 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 just recently he's in the last like six months he's like ah just I just would I would like to drink less. And if I take, you know, he's not looking at taking three grams of mushrooms and like finding God. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like he just wants to take like a half a gram and be like, oh, hey, everybody, I feel really happy and laughy and I, yeah. like, like jovial. Mm-hmm. And that's like his kind of substitute for drinking lately. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, because drinking is so acceptable, but I. Right, exactly. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. not good. And then mm-hmm. You ruin your whole next day. But I have like a, I have a friend, uh, another well, more of an acquaintance of mine who also has gone on to study like neurological, you know, things with the brain and how psychedelics work. And he has suffers from severe anxiety and depression and he uses LSD mushrooms and mm. experimental things. And he, what he does is he sits there and he'll take it and he just sits and he takes it all in and he mm. figures that he figures out what's what happening, his, what's happening. Yeah. Wow. Which is interesting. W- a, something I wish I could do. Yeah. But I know. I was like, <laughs>
0: well, that's what they say about microdosing is like, if you do it, you, the 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 proper way of really going about it is to, is to take a few days off work, do it, do it on the first day. Yeah. Journal about it. And then journal about it. So, you, and then you, specifically with like LSD, you don't do it the second day. You don't do it the third day. You do it again on the fourth day, but within the two days where you're not doing it, what's happening. Right. What, like what has changed? What has happened? Anyway, it's well, all a my whole friends
4: whole that whole like do thing. psychedelics. Um, I wouldn't say regularly, like once every few months, they'll like do a, they'll do a trip. They'll, they'll go yeah. like, get a, Let's get super high. Like mm-hmm. And after every time, they're always like, "Oh, I feel so much better." Yeah. Like, what is. do you mean? They're like, "I don't know." Like, I just like I yeah. just needed that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. What is going on? I just want to experience that. But I'm nervous for yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah. want to experience that that sense of relief that like everyone mm. talks to me. The about. first few times
3: I I took like a significant amount of mushrooms, it was like I kind of looked at it as like once a year, almost like a like a mental detox and cleansing. Like a men- was, yeah,
0: a mental it purge. Was,
3: yeah, and mm. it almost like kind of like I felt like it would reignite um or like to switch my perspective a little bit from the way that I was thinking the routines and the habits that I've been kind of stuck in and and just kind of put everything into perspective Ooh. in a new way Yeah, and I always thought of like how healthy that was and it is and I the, the other thing I wonder and and coming back to like microdosing I'm sure there's some type of placebo effect too when you're taking a small amount like that if you're if you're anticipating that it's going to be a positive result for you then there's probably a positive effect, yeah. whether right. it's placebo or or the result of the drug. Well,
2: the interesting thing, like if you've ever been, have any of you guys ever been in a space that uh, you see it in the same way over and over and over again? Let's say, let's say just for example, like you're in a uh, a place that's, it's cloudy for a week and the lighting is always kind of dim and gray. And then all of a sudden the sun comes out and that space that you've looked at in one way for so long now has a completely different feel to it mm. because yeah. the sunlight's coming in and it's bouncing off of this and that and the TV or the lights or whatever. And it's a completely different feeling. It gives you a different feeling. It gives you different emotions. I find that when we go through life utterly sober all of the time, not that that's a bad thing, but we, we look at life through the same lens Every single day. Right. And if you can just... If you just take... You're just taking three or four hours to do something and look through life from a different lens and see if there's if there can be any clarity found through that. And I find that with, especially with mushrooms, there's always like a sense of clarity that comes, Mm -hmm. not necessarily like it has to clear up your life's biggest problems or anything, but just almost just shoving some of the bullshit that you, that you deal with on a daily basis that really has no place or serves no purpose in your life. I feel like it, I feel like it just takes the dials
0: of like your empathy and your compassion and your, your mindfulness, your, your creativity. And it just turns those dials up ever so slightly and then the next few days, you're like, wow, yeah, I feel
3: yeah." A it's bit Im- it's important better. to point out that there's like obviously dangers in, in doing drugs. Of course. Like this. However, there's there's dangers involved with climbing a mountain, standing at the top, standing at the edge of a cliff, and looking out and seeing how beautiful the world is. Which has and having your probably the fucking things. same perspective. Yeah, exactly. And we've the same all effects.
4: like have done too much of one thing and have, have yeah, fucked up. Yeah, and yeah. Have been you know a bad person or like regret everything, but at the same time thing with like mushrooms or acid or anything it's like you can be responsible with it Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but as like such a everyone's like so taboo but all of a sudden you can go out and buy 24 fucking Alpine at the, on sale right now probably yeah. and, actually and, and, they
0: are because a uh, buddy of ours just called us and told us that's what he got us for <laughs> yeah. when we had yeah. Alpine and, then,
4: oh, and then you drink them all <laughs> yeah. and then nobody fucking bats an eye yeah. you, go, you come to work the next yeah. day you're barfing or am in my am I case of shit in my pants and like, everyone's like oh boy, that's funny Ooh, yeah. whoa, he had a night but if yeah. I came to work like coming down off some drug everyone would be like oh my what a, what a low life. And that's the yeah. other yeah. thing
3: with drinking, though, too. Like, I would rather drink, like, eight to ten beers and be, like, sufficiently... That's like a lot of drunk. beer. It's well, I mean, like, in the course of, like, beer, like a... Well, <laughs> I mean, a lot of beer. I mean, in the course of, like, a, a, like a, day. a big Like night, a Canada like day. No, like, having a big night. Like, you're, <laughs> Yeah, like, you're starting at 8 in the morning, and you're drinking... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, like, what if We were doing it today. I mean, Taylor, like, we go to the store, and we buy, yeah, like, yeah, an 8-pack, yeah. and yeah, we drink yeah. it, and we yeah. go dancing, and it's yeah. a great time. And, just you and me. Yeah, exactly. You and I, we just go swing dancing. Just have a little dance night. And have a little fun time. But there are people who drink, like, I want to see if I can drink a... A whole two four to
4: myself. I'm pew. Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. people buy alcohol and they're like, tonight I'm gonna barf. Yeah. And that's my goal. Yeah. You sell beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, exactly. You yeah, see that right. all the time, probably. Yeah. Well, not so much like because I work at like craft like, craft. Right. Craft yeah. brews
3: is a little different, but it is a little different. Because
4: if you drank those. eight to ten craft brews, you'd be fucked. It's a different yeah. story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we,
0: so we're we're coming up to time. We gotta wrap oh. up. But before we do, oh, we got the, before uh, the we wrap up, flick. Yeah. Um I you you guys just released an album. We're releasing it in September. We released. Hasn't come out yet. Okay, so I heard the one single. I was playing it today, just like before. Yes, and it's a catchy ass fucking tune. Can we play? Can we play? uh, What What does this mean? Play it out. Play us out. What is this? To play us out? I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, we'll just replay that. Fuck out. it! We'll do it live! Uh, uh, can we... <laughs> I know that reference. <laughs> can we play out uh, the episode today with the, the single? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, all right. Well then, okay, so listeners, just stay stay tuned to the very end of the episode, and we'll, we'll play out the single. It's called... Just Like Before. Just Like Before. Uh, very catchy tune. But yeah. uh, tell us about... So the, the album's coming out
4: in September? Yep, yeah, September 9th is the date we're going to I think we're going to release it. And so, you
0: guys got some shows coming up. I don't know when this is going to go out, but tell us like what, what do you got coming up?
4: Well, well right now it's it's July 1st. It's Canada Day. Mm-hmm. Canada and uh, Day. next week next week, so the 5th, we leave for our, our Ontario tour just with a, another country band called Torero. Mm-hmm. So we had we'll a quick tour with them. And then we come back and we're doing like Evolve Festival on the Friday night.
0: I'm teaching yoga to Evolve. We should link up while, okay. while we're there. absolutely. Yeah.
4: And uh, uh, and then we're doing like the Larley Creek Hullabaloo for all you... Hallabaloo-ers uh, uh, out, out there? hallabaloo <laughs> out there. We're doing Floodstock. We're doing like a lot of the, the local festivals. Um, Are you in Halifax anytime soon? Not 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 yet, but we will be. Well, when the album comes out, we'll be definitely. Being cool, yeah. Come to Halifax. Been to, I was in Halifax. Uh, we did a good robot tap takeover at the Sea. Oh, sweet! Oh, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Great right, for That, that was an like insane rooms. night. And did yeah.
2: you, you? And you played at the Seahorse? Yeah. Nice. It was insane. was a great venue. That's yeah. where we, da- we Brian and I go dancing all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
4: like a bottom of a boat. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Uh, is yeah. I'm always looking my best when we go dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, really then we're heading back on tour in September. Sweet, and then a little run again in october and then yeah well if anybody out there
0: listening it, it, look look them up the hypochondriacs honestly uh you know i take in i take in quite a bit of music it's one of my favorite things in life and uh you guys throw a, a, a fucking amazing show so thank you yeah um Thank you for coming in. Oh man, thanks for having we'll me. We should we'll really definitely
4: cool. do this next
3: time. We're in Fredericton too. Absolutely, yeah, no, we'd love great. to. Yeah,
0: uh, and thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week again with another <clears throat> interesting, fascinating little episode as we usually do. Um, but in the meantime, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. It's a hu- it makes a huge difference. And hey, if you leave a review, take a screen grab of it, send it to us to our email info at sickboypodcast.com. And if it's, uh, if it's one that tickles us pink, we'll read it on the show. How about that? Little yeah. new little thing. There you go. And uh, and we're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, t- uh, Twitter, all that shit. You can check out blog posts
2: and stuff there. And uh, if you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com uh, slash sickboy. That's where we get all of our funds to go and travel around uh, and do cool shit. We've also got a thing set up there so that if... You are a patron. You can get 10% off our merch. And uh, if you want us at your anime conference, hey. uh, like hit us up. Uh, we've so got cool. one in the bag now. Yeah. Uh, we've got one in the bag now. So uh, it's our new thing. Comic-cons and anime yeah, shows. We're really moving up to the Comic-cons uh, after yeah. this <laughs>
3: anime conference so, yeah. uh, convention. So, yeah, yeah, give us a shout. We'll, we're down to come. Uh, that is it for this week. Until next week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy.
0: And this is Sick Boy.